This is usually an exciting time of year. I would imagine there's a little uncertainty this year as well. Yeah, absolutely. So there's um, a level of uncertainty. I would I would like to think as an administrative team and the school-based teams, uh, we've still tried to build that excitement. And we know right now that's probably more needed than ever. You know, so as much as there is uncertainty, as much as there is doubt, we're trying to do our best to be proactive with our communication, hit any of the fears head on so we can start getting past some of that, those emotions that can really, you know, cripple us even to an extent and really get to the meat of our work. So I was excited for our new teacher orientation last week that we still had some great events. Um, We did have our new teachers wearing masks since they were in the buildings, but really built a lively, fun, energetic um, environment, knowing our kids probably need that more than ever right now. So how do we as professionals address all of the uncertainty and all the worries, being transparent even when we don't know the answer and just say that, look, we're just not there right now. Um, so we can get to the heart of what we really do best, which is educate our kids. As people start to come back into the building, how are things different? So, uh, you know, the one very good thing right now is last year we had to figure out what would we do. I mean, you remember that, Chris, like when we went fully remote on that two-week span a couple marches ago, we thought we were coming back in. And I heard a superintendent, um, Jill Baker out West, say one of the biggest frustrations was that we just couldn't see the arc of the crisis. And I, th- I, I that resonated so much with me. And last year, even entering the school year, we just weren't sure how well full remote would go, how well our connectivity would work in our, in our schools, if our kids would log on what that deep level of connection, especially at the high school level at this, in the career and technical classroom that works well for us, what would that look like? This year, I think we know the crises. We understand what could happen, and we have plans already in place if for, for any reason we'd have to go back to a hybrid learning environment or even a remote learning env- environment. We truthfully do not anticipate that. And don't look forward to that if we had to. However, we have all those plans. So I think seeing the crisis through last year has better prepared us. The uncertainty that lies now is if this, if COVID continues to infect people that may have been vaccinated, what's the impact of that? That's one of our number one questions right now. Um, But from a curriculum and instruction standpoint, we've worked incredibly hard over the summer to get to know our kids very quickly in the beginning of this school year, focus our instruction um, on what we're calling accelerated learning, and then also have built in what we would like to think is incredible social-emotional supports um, for their overall well-being. And we would be remiss if we also didn't put our educators into that same framework where we know we need to support them. the you know COVID nineteen has affected so many individuals on so many different levels. We're not naive um, to any of the the people we're working with or educating. 
as you reflect back on the last year, 18 months, two years, whatever it may be, um, what are your thoughts on, on what the students have gone through over this time frame? That's an amazing question. I, I, I'll say I, I don't begin to, to ever assume I, I know what's going through the minds of our students. I will say this. COVID revealed very clearly to me as a superintendent, as an educator, that schools are the hub of our communities. So many different uh, community services relied on us, whether it was for food, whether it was emotional connection, even health and wellness. So I think us serving as that hub became even more important for us as administrators and teachers to recognize you know, that we really can serve our communities. Um, we need support, no doubt. But I think that was a great revelation um, for me. I've always understood it. And, you know, the community and the school and, and that whole idea and notion. But it really hit home throughout COVID and gave us a massive level of responsibility to meet the needs of our kids. What I will say from a student level we also heard from our students from um, the social justice movement and the pandemic. And I want to keep that voice alive that we heard and continue to listen to our kids, listen to their needs. Um, and I don't want to assume also uh, the level of connection. We know we need to connect with our students, and that might take a little time. I, I've, I you know, just having my own um, children in school as well. I just had a son who graduated and a son who's a rising sophomore. You know, I know what this meant for them, their inability to connect with their friends at times, not being able to see loved ones at times. I think all of that are, are things that we have to remain sensitive to as we reacclimate students to the building. So we match curriculum emphasis as much with our kindness emphasis. Well, and it must have been particularly challenging for your district because of the level of hands-on learning that your students receive. Uh, and I'm sure uh -huh. teachers did as much as they could remotely via Zoom or whatever to get that uh, knowledge imparted to them. But, you know, you, you do have a hands-on curriculum. No, no doubt. Um, and that's a great point. And I will say our teachers were marvelous. I mean, we know... You know, just from being a school that went very, a district that went very early, won the one at Howard, and we had our, our great technology throughout the district, it's one thing when you go full remote, and it's another thing when you have auto body, carpentry, um, even business tech that now suddenly is online. And I really want to praise our teachers for adjusting. A lot of our courses do have an enormous amount of theory involved. So that, you know, bode well for the situation. But at some point, no, no doubt, Chris, kids need to be under the hoods of cars. They need to be running um, wire, checking temperatures, and so on. Um, so this year, we also did run a summer CTE boot camp um, to really just give our students the opportunity if they wanted to come in and work with some of our instructors. We had a roughly about 150 students participate in that. It was over the course of two weeks. So that was just a nice offering, but that is a major impetus for us going in full time this year. We, we feel that we can implement the mitigation strategies well. We've learned a lot on how schools need to respond um, to COVID-19, but we need our kids in the building working with our CT instructors. And I also want to mention Newcastle County in the state relies heavily on Newcastle County Votech 
for workforce development and as a primary role of our district to create the next uh, generation of workers, we take that very serious. So we need our we need our kids in classes as well. So they're getting that fundamental training. We're talking with Joseph Jones, superintendent of the Newcastle County Votex School District. Other than masks, anything in particular that is new or different for this school year? We yes, we did start. Um, we've always had great resources for students, but um, I talked to my internal team here. And uh, we decided as a leadership team, and then I talked to the principals, and then also with our Board of Education, we never had a department that was solely dedicated to student services. Our student services lived in different departments. And I was very grateful that uh, Terry Villa was able to really be willing to take that charge. She was our director of instruction, and she willingly um, is taking over Uh, director of student services and programs to make sure that our students needs from a social emotional standpoint that our programs are doing all that they can do um, working in high functioning so that's a big difference in our district now to have that separate division um, totally focused on that aspect of our child's education our children's education we've heard a lot about a, a shortage of school bus drivers is that affecting your district at all Yes, uh, that's just something that is across the county, the state. Um, We've done a lot to try to attract um, our school bus drivers. uh, And I will say that um, Mr. McMullen, who's our supervisor of transportation, um, he's done a really nice job with this. And I will say that we're running fewer routes this summer. Andy, Andrew, uh, really started looking at our routes, reduced the number of routes. You know, there's a a side to that that may create a slightly longer bus run, but it does allow us to um, get more students on buses and help with this driver shortage. Um, But I don't want to make light of it. This is something that is, I think, only going to get worse, and we need to attract more individuals um, to drive for us. So, yeah, our supervisor of transportation has done a really nice job, uh, was able to condense routes, reduce the number of routes, which then allows us to, to need less drivers. Um, but that's also, I'd say, that's a fix for right now. <clears throat> we definitely need to draw more people into the pool. You know, w- what a time this is. Uh, a lot of challenges, a lot of concerns. Uh, with that said, there's nothing like that feeling of the, uh, the first day of school and the start of a new school year. Yeah, we're excited. I, I just was talking to one of the administrative assistants at Del Castle after how she was doing. Um, Chinita Wynn, she's been with us a long time at Del Castle. She's wonderful. She works in guidance. And, she, you know, her smile said it all. She said, Joe, I'm looking so forward to just the students coming back. And we, you know, we really relish in the fact of having kids in our buildings, learning career and vocational skills. And we're excited. We're excited for this year to get started. We're excited. Um, to get our kids back in the classrooms full time. And, you know, the, the, the schools are alive because of our kids. And those of us who go into education, you know, truly care about students. And that's what it's about. And I, I'm really looking forward to that. I know our teachers are excited as well. There's, you know, we're not naive to the circumstances, to some of the uncertainty. Um, but we also know that we're stronger together. 
We've chosen the mantra this year forward together, knowing that it's going to take everyone within our school community to have a successful school year. Joseph Jones, superintendent of the Newcastle County Votech School District. Thanks for your time. Have a great year. Thank you. We really appreciate it.